being here. Hi. Welcome to the House Academy Show, entertaining real estate investment talk. I'm Stephen Jack Butel. And I'm Jill DeWitt, broadcasting from sunny Southern California. Today, Jill and I talk about what the heck are boots in the ground. Anyway, and as luck would have it, we have our uh, number one team, uh, Arizona area boots on the ground with us. Yep. Yay! <laughs> well, let me introduce them real yeah, quick here, sure. then we'll get into the regular show. So, this is Ken and Christine Bond. They have been, how long have you guys been working with us on transactions? It's been probably over a year. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So, we are really excited to have you guys here. Yes, so, awesome. thank you. And I, nice. I'm sure it sucked dragging you out of Arizona. Oh. <laughs> Not quite hot We're actually breaking in our new uh, video studio. Mm-hmm. These guys are here, and we've uh, developed a pretty solid front friendship with them beyond just a professional relationship. They're here all week, so we decided to do five House Academy episodes this week with the BOG to really dig into this topic and find out why it's successful for us, for us, and, and what it actually really is. Uh, but before we get into the actual topic, let's take a question. Posted by one of our houseacademy.com members on our online community. It's free. All right. Jack asks, what are the big picture numbers in this industry? For example, how many SFRs are there in the U.S. and how many get sold per year? You have this like memorized. That's an excellent question. There's about, (laughs) there's 150 million properties or parcels in the country. You know, and if you follow us, you know that we have roots in land, not just houses. About 43 million of those are SFRs, you know, single family residences. That doesn't include condos and stuff. And about 18 to 20% of those gets bought and sold every single year. There's massive, massive opportunity out there uh, to buy and sell SFRs and wholesale them in all different shapes and sizes, whatever, whatever you're into. Uh, we happen to be all into the data part of it. All of us, actually. I think that's one of the reasons that we get along so well. We all understand this data-driven thing. We call, all come from professional environments. There's the interior decorator way. There's a lot of different ways to slice this. But the big picture uh, numbers in the industry is that there's Wall Street companies now and Palo Alto tech companies like Zillow getting into the game. Um, and I have a lot to say about that. And we'll talk about that probably next week when we don't have uh, the, the boots on the ground here to, to talk about. But... There's a lot of people that are trying to get into this industry that don't have uh, data and or real estate background like we do, and they're failing, and it makes me really happy. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, based on your numbers that we all talk about, about how many people that move, you know, on average each year, and that's it's so great because, you know, one property is going to be resold and resold and resold yeah. when you really think about it. And I like to say we, all four of us, are doing our part in moving often <laughs> and, and, and upping our game and redoing our homes and right. yeah, yeah. on a personal level. To, to, to finish the answer to that question, so we all, we all used to look at real estate as this vast, endless abyss. And it's not. It's a finite data set. It's 43 million properties and 20% of them get sold every year. Every time a property gets sold, it's just more and more accumulated data. So the people in uh, Palo Alto look at that data set like they would any type of big data, analyze it, manipulate it, and utilize it. And it's there for our taking. Mm-hmm. If you see it that way, you can look at that data set too and make really, really good, solid technical decisions. Ken and I did a 21,000 unit mailer yesterday for uh, a suburb in, in Arizona. And you know, we'll talk about that, I guess, maybe in this episode or the next, but was it what you thought? 
Yeah, I was, it, I was pleasantly surprised at the, <laughs> at the detail. Awesome. It helps you really make a sound decision. Awesome. Today's topic, what are the boots on the ground? This is, this is why you're listening. Me? Okay. How would you define yeah. boots on the ground? Well, you guys start, are welcome to jump in. Yeah, please. Okay. Yeah, I would. I want to start with a little bit of the backstory about what is boots on the ground. Like from you, how we got here, which was your brainchild, and why we're doing it this way. And so my philosophy in real estate investment is that you should never leave your desk. Leaving your desk, whether it's uh, driving for dollars or looking at property or, or babysitting sellers or buyers is extremely inefficient. You as a data person are up here, you have a transaction coordinator down here. And you know, if you're, if you're a member, you know, I just preach this in our, in our academic uh, programs. And then there's all kinds of transactions going on at the, at that asset level, but you want to keep yourself here because you can do more deals and utilize that transaction coordinator. Idealistically, they're sitting right next to you physically. And then there's all kinds of transactions. So that's easy to do in the land business. We've been doing it for, Jill and I have been doing it for years and years, decades. With houses, it's a lot different because there's babysitting that's required and you have to meet with the seller and there's a lot of things that they need. So I came up with this boots on the ground. It's boots on the ground essentially behave the way a real estate agent should, but never does. And ding, so ding. to keep them <laughs> motivated and happy and wealthy, they're a partner in every single deal. There's mm -hmm. enough money in these deals to go around. Mm -hmm. So that that was the real that that was how it came up, came about. Exactly, that's great. So what does what does this mean to you, big picture? What do you feel like your role is? Yeah, so I would I look at it as we are literally the boots on ground. So we have a vested interest in the success of the the acquisition as well as the resale of that particular property. We also have to ensure that at, at a big picture level that the transaction goes as smooth as possible. So just recognizing when additional need is, is required or not. Um, so yeah, so I think it's just at the end of the day, it's ensuring that that both seller and, and buyer are, are happy that the transaction was smooth. There's constant collaboration and communication you know, with the investors, I would say is one of the big uh, responsibilities we have. Yeah. Anything else? You said it. I agree. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. There's a lot of contact that's required in a house sale versus mm -hmm. a land sale. It's very emotional for people. Some of these people have been raised their children in these houses, and right. or sometimes uh, we just did a deal with these guys uh, where they didn't. The person, uh, the seller, was from a different state, so they were now babysitting the house instead of the seller. Right. Yeah. I love too that the, the what's really important with boots on the ground is to have a there's a level of um, communication that we have to all connect right. and and trust uh, too yeah, just, yep. because that's so important and so you, when you if you go down this path and you have your own boots on the ground team like we do and and soon to be more um, we have to be able to totally 100% entrust them mm -hmm. and we do and you and you and we're we have an open door policy you mm -hmm. know both ways. The other thing which is so key, it's just, it frees us up. And we'll talk more about this as we go throughout the week to, gosh, be looking at new markets and new deals, knowing that you got this yeah. and you're going to see it through to the end. And and the relationships that you are there, right there in the city with the sellers and with the buyers, 
that they can communicate with you and see you and know you and touch you and shake your hand nice. is huge for yeah. these people. Yes. That's what's key. And I think what's interesting too is that why we are so successful also is it's different meeting Ken and Christine Bond than picking up and calling, you know, we buy ugly houses, you yeah. know, and, and, and that's our goal too. And it's worked out fantastic. They get our offers. They weren't even thinking about selling, you know, and here we come and we make it easy. Um, you're real people. Mm-hmm. You, we really do deliver right. what we say we're going to do. Um, you know, we follow through and, and they, at the end of the day, you know, I'm, I'm sure they hug you guys and say, thank you. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Is there a Yeah. Yes, there has been a few. And I I would agree to both, I mean, mentioning the personal touch Mm -hmm. with with the seller and the buyer. And then there's times where, again, you have to gauge, it's not a one size fits all as far as that personal touch. There's some that they want arms, arms length away, and there's some they do literally hug you. (laughs) So so it's just be able to gauge, um, you know, again, how much is required for that particular transaction, I think is an, an area of responsibility yeah. for Boots and Brown. I mean, some of us get our hair cut at Supercuts and some of us have our, our personal hairstyles. And it just depends on the type of seller that you are and, and how much you want, how involved you want somebody to be in the transaction. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. That's really good. Where do you get your hair cut? I knew, I knew you said that. I go to the closest place to our office. The closest, nicest place to our office is where I go. What I do you do? Here. Yeah. It's usually the same. Okay. Yeah, but it's typically, okay, you schedule it out. You have to reschedule it because of conflicts. But that's typically, yeah, yeah. who is the closest and nicest yeah. place. So. What do you do, Jack? I get my hair cut from Jill's hand-me-down yes, stylist. I moved on. <laughs> I moved on, but they have a, still have a special bond. I'm a, I'm a $35 cut, and Jill's like a $450 cut. <laughs> <laughs> so every time I go in there, he's like, where's Jill? I, I know, said, sorry. I said, man, she's just got this personal friend. I make up all these stories. <laughs> yeah. But you still have me, man. You still have my $30, $5 cut. You got it. I will never leave you. <laughs> Me and my $35. And don't ever change your rate because then I'm gone. I'm back at Supercuts. No, my point in saying that is there's a lot of uh, customer service and personal handholding that goes on to be successful in this business. And that's what the BOG was really designed to do, to deliver a customer service element that these larger companies can't do. It. Yep. It's just mm-hmm. They're too hardcore scaled and in too many markets to actually do it. Yeah. It's just all numbers for them sitting behind a desk. So that's the difference. You know, that's the answer to the question. You know, there's a lot of people that are in this market that are buying and selling houses. Why do you guys get it done? And why do you think you can like break into a new market? And that's why. Mm-hmm. Because of the BOG, that's how important it is. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Join us next time for the episode called What Do the Boots on the Ground Do Specifically for the Sellers? And we are answer your questions posted on our online community found at houseacademy.com. It is free. You are not alone in your real estate ambition. How are you guys feeling? Yeah, good. that's good. good. Uh, it's our after show a little bit. Yeah. We're not that's right. I have an announcement to make too, <laughs> by the way. So just so you know. That's awesome. <laughs> hey, Daniel, come on over. Yeah. This is our, this is our the producer, after show. producer Yeah, yeah. So join us tomorrow afternoon uh, for a free informational 
uh, business related. It's going to be a little bit House Academy, a little bit Land Academy, maybe a little bit Rock and Roll. <laughs> you can like that on Facebook Live. So go to go check out at Land Academy uh, Facebook page, and you'll find all the details on the formation. I, I think it's like five o'clock Pacific time tomorrow. And tune in, catch us on Facebook. We'll be right there live. Yeah. Answer any questions that you have about Land Academy, House Academy, or even more detail about where Stephen gets his haircut. Yeah, because <laughs> you care about that. Yeah. <laughs> and wherever you're watching or wherever you're listening, please subscribe and rate us there. We We're are Stephen Jill. Information and inspiration to buy undervalued property.